Welcome to the Nicodemus Podcast. Here we discuss the deeper things of God that your everyday Christian wonders about, but may not have anyone who will discuss it with him. We will discuss what a relationship on a deeper personal level looks like, while also maintaining the practicality of being an everyday Christian with an everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome to our first episode of our podcast. I'm one of your three hosts, Colton McCoy. I have my co-hosts here with me, Colton Evanson. Hello. And Aaron Paris. How's it going? We are all a part of Extended Hand Ministries. Uh, Aaron was ordained in 2000. Ed and myself were ordained in 2018. We all attended, or we all attend Extended Hand uh, Church here in Piedmont, Alabama. Um, before we get started into what we have today, uh, Aaron Paris is going to say a prayer with us. Father God, thank you for your word, and Lord, I thank you that you uh, take us by the hand and walk us uh, through your word. I just ask that you open yourself up to us, reveal your word to us today, and uh, to our uh, listeners, Lord, we ask this in your lovely name. Amen. All right. I'm super excited about today's podcast. Um, today's episode, we're just going to kind of talk about why we started this podcast and maybe a little bit more about ourselves later on. But uh, basically, uh, I had been wanting to start a podcast for quite some time. Uh, didn't really know how to do so or what to even do it about. I had talked to Colton Evanson here quite a few times about starting a podcast. And we both liked the idea. And then um, one day we just all decided that um, we were going to hang out more in person and um, we just made it a point to, uh, we just said, hey, why don't we just go ahead and, and turn this into a podcast because we were getting together to talk about the word. Um, so um, it just seemed like a great idea to be able to still have that discussion uh, with with uh, each one of us and then also be able to let other people in on what we discuss um, to get the word out there just to, you know, shine some light basically. Um but uh, we named the podcast the Nicodemus Podcast. Um, if one of y'all want to talk about why we named the Nicodemus Podcast, can I? I don't want to do all the talking here. Um, so Nicodemus was a um, teacher in the in the uh, area Jewish community. Yeah, the Jewish community at the time, the area, and um, they didn't like Jesus. They didn't like the stuff that he had to say. But Nicodemus realized that. Jesus was uh, was from God and that there had to be something about this man named Jesus. And so he wanted to come and talk to Jesus uh, when nobody could see him. Nobody would hear him. He wouldn't be uh, criticized for going to Jesus. So he went to ask Jesus about things that nobody else could tell him. And um, we wanted to be able to talk with the Lord and share with you about things that you weren't hearing everywhere else. So we just kind of uh we we started looking into this um our our uh, our pastor is happens to be my dad and and he refers to this uh passage a lot and it kind of made us um look at it and say that would be a great a great podcast well another reason was you know nicodemus came looking for answers but if you take it in a practical sense of where we're at if if it was today Nicodemus comes by night to avoid being seen, but he comes just to talk about the kingdom, you know, genuinely. Uh, this this is the only recorded meeting, but I'm sure, you, you know, just, again, taking it, putting it in your everyday sense, I'm sure they met several other times to discuss the things, because Nicodemus is hungry. He, he's supposed to know all these things. Jesus tells him that later, but it's just two guys, if you want to put it that way discussing the kingdom of god one of them teaching a lot the other one's just really hungry to learn it's it's really interesting 
because Nicodemus, uh, Jesus told him that he was going to be lifted up like the serpent was in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nicodemus was actually there when Jesus was crucified. He helped uh, Joseph of Arimathea uh, take him down and, and put him in the tomb. So he was there to see what Jesus prophesied when he was talking to him the first time. Right. Oh. Yeah, another thing for me, um, I, I kind of grew up in church all my life. Uh, my grandfather was a preacher and stuff, and I don't want to get us too far off the topic, but I've been to several other churches. Uh, there was a time I lived in Tennessee for a while, um, and there, the churches that I had attended were great churches, and they, they were awesome people. Um, but I was always, I still had that longing in me to know, man, I, I just had that feeling like, I want to know more. Like, there's got to be more, because... I don't ever want to put limitations on who God is or what he can do. And it, to me, I've just, like I said, I, there's not a lot of people that are talking about real kingdom pr principles or, or, and especially relaying that to an everyday walk when maybe your job isn't full-time ministry, you know? Right. So um, I think it would be good if um, one of us read uh, this chapter or not maybe not the whole chapter but just a little bit here to see uh, where the listener maybe if they're driving down the road whatever can can see how jesus even talked about the kingdom to nicodemus so they can hear the whole thing you got to pull it up yeah oh, okay. i do do you want to just start in john just the beginning of john yeah 3? you can john 3 okay. 1 will be a good place so to start. so i think it goes till about verse 21 and um it john 3 is the first mention that you see of nicodemus and so, starting there, this is out of the Amplified Translation. Now, there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless, no, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised that I have told you you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be possible? Jesus replied, You are the great teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know nor understand these things. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, We speak only of what we know and testify about what we have seen. And you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross, so that whoever believes, that, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. For God so loved and dearly prized the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him is not judged, but the one who does not believe is judged already, because he has not believed and trusted in the, in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God. 
This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. But whoever practices truth comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are, accomplished in God. And and that's the end of uh, Jesus teaching there, and it goes into it goes into John, John the Baptist. The Baptist. Yeah. So I know that was a lot of reading for the listeners to hear, but I, I felt like it'd be good for them to to hear that. We can unpack it now. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, off offline, McCoy, you were talking to us about what that word kingdom means. I I, I think that's really some interesting stuff. If you want to. Yeah. So um, right there in um, verse three, he says uh, he. He says, I assure you, and most of all, I say to you, unless a person is born again, he cannot see and experience the kingdom of God. That word kingdom, and we're pulling this from the Strong's Concordance that um, shows the Greek and Hebrew translations just to get a, a, a more truer meaning of, um, of, the, of the words that are in the Bible. That word kingdom right there actually means that the person that's going to inherit that, they, they can't have the authority that the king has. It's not necessarily a place. Kingdom right there doesn't mean a place, but it means the authority uh, that if a person's not born again, they they cannot hold the authority that the king has. Uh, the king being God, of course. But right. uh, that's just uh, it's really awesome to see that in order to have the authority that the Bible says that you can have, you've got to be born again. And uh, Ed, I know you were talking about this, but this is the first time uh, that salvation is mentioned in the New Testament. Is that uh, from from what I from what I gathered out of it? Yes, because. Um... Jesus here goes right into that immediately. The guy goes, the guy, Nicodemus, comes to him and says, hey, we know you got answers, you do miracles. First thing he says is you can't, you can't see the kingdom. You can't see or experience the kingdom. What, what is the kingdom really? You know, we're talking to people who may not ever hear these, these uh, terms thrown around. And I think the best way I've ever heard kingdom described in a practical sense was God's way of doing things. Yeah. And and so to me that's the best way to say it. And so Nicodemus comes comes to him saying, "Hey, you know, we know that that you are from God because you do all these things." And he goes, "Well, you'll never know unless you're born again. You know, I can tell you." Later on he goes, "You're the great teacher of Israel and you don't know." Mm-hmm. And so Jesus can can tell him and, and there's a hunger here from Nicodemus, which I think is important with what Colton said earlier about always knowing that there was something more. That hunger, I believe, you know, y'all could disagree, but that hunger, I believe, only comes from the Spirit of God mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, to push out into the to the deep thing. So, um, yes, as far as I can tell, that's the first mention of salvation, and Jesus is the one talking about it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say, well, like, yeah, you know, miracles are cool. <laughs> the guy's like, you do miracles. And he's like, well, you got to be born again. First well, you, first answer. You take part of what McCoy said there. McCoy said, you know, that um, that was the authority like the king has. The, well, the reason that Jesus was able to do miracles was because he had authority like the king has. Yeah. And he's like, if you want to see that kind of authority, uh, experience that kind of authority, you got to be born again. Yeah. And, and, and then he's like, how do I get born again? You know, do I got to go back in my mother's womb? I'm an old man. He's he's looking at, oh, man, I want I want that. He wasn't, people take it uh, as a mock kind of, but he wasn't mocking Jesus. He was saying, I, I want that. How do I get that? Right. 
Yeah, he was given, Jesus gave him an invitation to those things, and um, Nicodemus took that invitation and 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 said, how do I, you know, we're not RSVP for this thing, you know what I mean? He was like, how? And that's when Jesus explained it. But another cool thing that uh, Edmondson was sharing with me today, uh, talk to him about when you, um, when he was talking about how he laid out the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, and that hadn't even happened for for anybody at that point in time yet. Oh yeah, so so um, I, we're skipping ahead a little bit here. Sorry. So let me. Oh no, you're fine. Let me. Uh, okay, verse eight. Um, so so Jesus tells him, "Do not be surprised that I have told you you must be born again." And then he says, "The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and wh- and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit." And so. You know, we won't even go into the Holy Spirit just yet. But he's talking about people that are born again. And at this point in time, I mean, you got to think, in, in, in chapter 2, I'm pretty sure, is the, the miracle at Cana where he turns the water into wine. Jesus has just come on the scene. And so he tells Nicodemus, everyone who is born of the Spirit is like the wind. Is born of the Spirit. Is is the key word here. Nobody had been born again yet. And so... Uh, some that we'll get into a little later, I think, in more detail, is Jesus was speaking from what we call around here the eternal spirit, and I, I think the best way to describe that, um, you know, in a in an everyday language, is if you take the word omnipresence. Omnipresence does not mean well. Well, it, it, this is part of it, but a lot of people stop at God's everywhere right now. Right now, He's everywhere. You know, He's here. He's in China. He's in Russia, he's in Australia, he's he's everywhere all at once. But the definition of omnipresence is everywhere at every time. And so, in my opinion, Jesus here is speaking from the omnipresence of God, being one with him in the Spirit. Because later, see, he's talking about, so is everyone who's born of the Spirit. And just a few verses down, um, verse 11, we speak only what we know and testify of only what we've seen. So if you're putting it in, in, you know, in a linear timeline, Jesus had not seen anybody born of the Spirit. So, you know, how, how, is, he, how is he saying all these things other than the omnipresence of God? In 1 Corinthians uh, six seventeen, I believe, calls us anyone who's born again is one spirit with God. And so if you're one spirit with him, your spirit becomes omnipresent like his spirit. You know, not to get too, you know, out of off our subject, but... G- there's so much in this in this chapter that I think people miss over because this chapter is known for John three sixteen, yeah. you know the most quoted Bible verse of all time. But literally, Nicodemus comes and goes, "Hey, I want to know, I want to know about." Well, he says that we know you're from God because of the miracles. He didn't say, "Tell me how to do miracles," but he comes and he's like, "Hey, we know you're from God," and Jesus is like, "Yeah, you gotta be born again." Uh, then he goes into being spirit-filled. Then he talks about speaking from from a, a omnipresent place, being one spirit with God. Um, then he talks about having to go to the cross. Uh, there's so much right here that gets skipped over because of John three sixteen sticks out, and that's all people grab. And and we're not downgrading John three sixteen because that's 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 by the truth that we get saved in. You know that's yeah, that, and absolutely. there's a whole lot more even in that verse than what the average Bible reader sees. Right. But 
Um, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I want to point this out. Um, verse 6, he, he mentions the word spirit. It, it says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And that word spirit there is, is pneuma. And when you get down to verse 8, it says the wind bloweth. That word wind there is also pneuma. So it's saying the spirit blows where it wants. It goes where it wants. I, I'm reading out of uh, King James, but it says the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou, thou hearest the sound thereof. And that word sound actually means the voice. So the, the spirit goes where it wants to go, says what it wants to say, and you hear it, and you don't know where it came from. Yeah. And, and I think that's really awesome to understand that, yes, we're seeing some natural wind, and Jesus even explains that he's talking natural and spiritual at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so we, we see the natural spirit of God uh, being, uh, going, blowing, and saying what it wants to say. And then he says, just like the wind is, so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. Or just like the Spirit is, that's how you are if you're born of the Spirit. And, and I think, I think we've probably got some listeners that feel like Nicodemus that says, ooh, how do I have that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing about that word, that word wind there, the wind being pneuma, it's never once translated in the Scripture as anything other than, it's never... Uh, it's not always referred to as just the Holy Spirit, but it's never just the wind. Mm-hmm. It's always spirit in some sense, whether the spirit of man, an evil spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is the only place that it says wind, and that's because uh, it it's kind of hard to understand if you try to call it spirit when Jesus was talking natural and spiritual, and he and he said so. But uh, in in the uh, Greek language there, pneuma was, pneuma meant wind and it meant spirit. So he was able to use that natural word to explain spiritual things to Nicodemus. Yeah, you'll have to help me out. Tony Howard always says there's a practical application to every spiritual truth. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing there. He was using that practical thing to really break down a spiritual truth that he was given uh, Nicodemus at the time. Um, so... I, I just I think it's really awesome. Uh, there's a lot of truths that this podcast is going to focus on um, throughout the time that that we can unpack just from this scripture alone, this chapter alone. Um, it, it's it's really amazing, and and um, I I have heard and known the story of Nicodemus since I was a kid. It was it was in Sunday school. But I never realized that that's who Jesus was talking to when, in John 3.16. Yeah, I, I just realized that when we were talking the other day. I don't remember who even mentioned that. And they were like, well, Nick, uh, Jesus is literally quoting John 3.16 to Nicodemus. He, he, that's who he was talking to when he quotes John 3.16. And I was like, my mind is blown. So, so um, the man who came to him uh, in secret is ha- who... He told the keys to being saved to. Yeah. Uh, the keys of salvation, he gave it to him. Uh, the, the church has quoted um, John 3.16. It's, it's been the top quoted verse for a long time. Um, and, and that's because it's easy to learn and it tells us. Because we all recognize that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But here's our access to heaven. 
and that is uh, the fact that God so loved us that he sent us Jesus. And, and uh, not, to, not to get too deep at the moment, we'll, do the, we'll get into it later, but there's the, when he sent us Jesus, he sent us everything that it took to restore our relationship with Father. The, the, what was lost in the garden, God sent us everything that it takes to get it back when he sent us Jesus. Yeah, one one point I, I want to add in here is is Jesus did not come and do everything he did just so we didn't go to hell. Yeah. He never mentions hell. He never is like, hey, you got to be born again so you don't die and burn for eternity. He's trying to give Nicodemus the keys of being with the Father. Now, you don't hear um, him mention the Father, you know, here like he does later on in John. But, but, Really, that's that's. I, I want to make that clear from the start: is Jesus did not just come so we did not go to hell. Absolutely. He came to give us the opportunity to have a relationship with Father God, which was His whole goal. Everything He ever did was leading us back to God. And I, I think I think the reason He didn't mention that to Nicodemus is that's how Nicodemus started the whole conversation. I know you're sent here from God, so he didn't have to point back yeah, to that's God. That's true. Yeah, he that's had true. A recognition of I, that's something Nicodemus understood. So he didn't have to point back to God on that. He had to point to what it takes. What you're missing, Nicodemus. You're this great teacher. You you know all these things, but there's something you're missing, and this is what you're missing. You're you're missing what it means to be born again. You're missing what it what it what it means for your life to be changed, and where you can restore. What was lost in the garden? I, I I really want to drive that home. God made Adam and Eve so He could fellowship with man, and their failure put them out of being able to fellowship with Him. And He sent Jesus to come to the earth to restore that which was lost, which was that relationship that man had with Father. So now, so now we can have this. And and so Nicodemus recognized that he was from God, and. And Jesus is telling him how to get back to him. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he sent him, he, he, he's, Jesus is saying, he sent me here, so if you can believe on me, you can, you can have a, a, everlasting life. Later, Jesus explains that everlasting life is to know the Father. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he, good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. He, oh, oh, so, no, I was going to say, I think that's John seventeen three. Uh, just so people have it. Um. Yeah, Jesus came to model what a true and genuine, perfect relationship with the Father was. Um, yeah, and one thing me and Colton were talking about this morning um, on the phone was Jesus did not have any benefit that we don't have. Yep. Because if he did, we'd never ever... See, see the church looks at Jesus as this unattainable thing but never in the scripture do you find that never he's he's called our example he's called uh we're, we're told to imitate god um he says that these things i've done you shall do and greater there's several there's more than that that i could pull out with just a little bit of study time that i could pull out about jesus basically saying like this is the this you're supposed to be doing this yeah if you if you break down john 17 we've jumped We've jumped 14 chapters ahead, but <laughs> if we, if you, if you break down John 17, he it literally tells us that Jesus laid down His glory when He came to Earth. Right. And now He's praying in John 17, saying, "I finished what you sent me here for." 
now they can know you and have eternal life. That's John three at seventeen three, yep. which ties all the way back to John three sixteen, and he's saying, "I've accomplished that. I've done that." So now he says, "Give me the glory back that I that I had with you back then." Right. Uh, so so um, the, it's really neat. Uh, I guess is the word. I don't know, but uh, that you can see. Uh, I'll just read a few verses here. It's going to be King James, but it's not too too bad. Uh, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is... This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom sent, who has sent, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, and I have finished the work which thou hast given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So we we see that Jesus now is saying he's accomplished what god sent him for now it's an interesting thing we uh edmondson mentioned the the um the eternal spirit right here we see the eternal spirit again jesus speaking from the eternal spirit because this is john 17 and he hasn't been to the cross yet but he says he's already finished the work and uh so just pointing that out uh god jesus spoke from the eternal spirit quite a quite a bit which uh, we can just say it was prophetic. He he declared that something right. was, Before even though was. even though mm-hmm. we ain't seeing it. Well, he's talking past tense, even though we're not seeing it, uh, because uh, in, in him he's looking into God's timing and seeing it already done. Because God's omnipresent, he's in all places at all times. So he's looking ahead and seeing it already done. He's declaring the end from the beginning. So he's saying it's already done. I've accomplished what you sent me for. Now give me my glory back. Uh, which is awesome. It, it is. It's true. Well, we're kind of out of pause here. I want to take this time just to say, um, if you have anything that you want us to discuss uh, in future episodes, um, we have a email account at the time, uh, which is going to be nicodemuspodcast at gmail. Um, you can go on there and um, send us prayer requests if you want to. If you have questions about anything that we talked about in any episode from here to the future episodes, um, we're going to do our best to check that daily and answer your questions to the best of our ability and try to lay it out in a plain way and show you where we're getting our scriptures from if we happen to fail at scriptures. But if there's a topic that you want us to talk about that you know we may not cover or haven't covered yet, feel free to send us those um, and you know we'll do our best to to pray over them and you know of course go go from there. We and everything we do, we want to make sure that we're current with the Holy Spirit in these episodes. Uh, these episodes are always going to be prayed after, and much you know, much prayer goes into them to know about what to say and how to say it. Um, but I just wanted to enter that in. We were kind of getting to a, a silent point, uh, so I just wanted to throw that in. That's just NicodemusPodcast at gmail.com. One thing that I think that we should bring out here is, you know, we, we've said a lot, We you know, in just a short time. We've said so much, but... Nicodemus comes looking for answers about the kingdom and Jesus drops on him in one conversation principles that have that that people have lived and died by for thousands of years. He 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 drops being born again, salvation. He prophesies of the cross. 
He talks about the being born of the Spirit. He talks about the Holy Ghost. He talks out of the position of the eternal Spirit. And so if you look at almost any major denomination, their core principles are found right here in one conversation with a Pharisee in the middle of the night. And so Jesus basically, like he comes for answer, Jesus dumps every bit of kingdom, not every bit, but but the core foundation of of kingdom principle on him just all just, at one time uh, you know basically one after another <laughs> yeah. and then tells him like yeah you should already understand this through scripture <laughs> like so so when you look at nicodemus him being a um a, a scholar a a teacher a rabbi himself mm-hmm. he he already i think he already understood stuff that he didn't know he understood and jesus unpacked it for him yeah it we we have taken the bible of its entirety and and the holy spirit has unpacked things to to mm-hmm. us and we've gotten truths we got the truth of of being born again we've we've gotten the truth of receiving the holy spirit we've gotten the truth you know all of these truths that are in there we've gotten them that god used the whole bible to to teach us um but jesus used a few sentences a, a, a few paragraphs uh to unpack all that to nicodemus and I think Nicodemus actually understood it, or a lot of it, when he when he said it. Had he not, would Nicodemus have been there to take him off the cross? You know, if he hadn't have received the words of truth and life there, would he would he have said, "Man, that was this was a wasted midnight visit." Yeah. Like, see, him being there to take Jesus off the cross is years later. Three years later. Years later, Nicodemus. Now, now between this and there, you don't get as as far as I know, you don't get no Nicodemus uh, any mention of him. So, so, but but you but you have him obviously still being a part of Jesus's life, and and you know again we're talking about the practicality of everything. You can you can you know deduce from that, I guess, that he met with Jesus a lot. Probably by the cover of night every time because we know how the Pharisees treated Jesus. It wasn't like a respected thing for a man of his stature to be going and seeing somebody who was treated so poorly. But like you're saying, and and I think, um, you know, for some of our listeners that might, because a lot of this will unpack even more in greater detail through more episodes. Um, But... We all know, I know I know the three of us know, and I, I'm sure some of the people that are listening have experienced this, of being told something by a preacher or a teacher, and you know it, but you didn't know you knew it. Mm-hmm. And when they say it, your spirit just leaps, you know, you, you did know it, but you never heard it put that way. or so, so it unlocks something in your mind or something like that. And all you can say is yes. Um. So with that being said about hearing things that that you knew but you didn't know uh and and when you hear it, something inside you you know we we say here that that your spirit leapt you know in the scripture um when elizabeth's uh the babe leaps we talk about the spirit leaping um but but i think i think as we're going through these these episodes and seasons and whatever else we might get into on down the line some of our listeners that have never heard these things put this way might experience that maybe for the first time or, or they've experienced it before and they experience it again. Um, 
because that's our goal here is to talk kingdom, is to talk the deep things of God. And, and you know, the Spirit knows the deep things of God, and your Spirit knows the deep things of God. Um, and when, you're, when, when that, you hear that truth and it unlocks that, they, the, you'll find stuff that's, that God had embedded in you that will be unlocked. Right. Um, yeah, Nicodemus's name there, uh, let me just pull it up, that way I don't misquote it, um, out of the Strong's. Or if one of y'all already had it, y'all could do it, but I'll pull it up right here. Victorious among his people. Yeah, I think another I think another uh conqueror. Yeah. Um yeah, so so conqueror of the people, victorious among his people. You know, we we believe around here especially that names mean something, that it's you know, um your your mom and dad might have just named you but that they, they didn't just name you. You know, names have meanings and so it was in Nicodemus to be that conqueror and to be the victorious among his people and things like that. And he could have never done that without coming in contact with the, you know, you see him in a good spot, but he's in a good spot and he's still going, man, there's, I, I gotta have this deep, you, you know, I don't understand this. And so he could, that, that encounter with Jesus in this first conversation, like we were saying earlier, obviously leads to more conversations or, or you know being around him and so it unlocks something for nicodemus to hear these deep deep revelations you know and and of course at this point nicodemus didn't know he was hearing such kingdom prince i mean he probably knew that they were kingdom principles because jesus is saying it but when you look at what we were saying earlier about thousands of years later whole denominations have been built off some of these principles that jesus puts on them in one night um and so I think that hearing that, hearing that 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 spirit-led word, spirit-led conversation doesn't always have to be preaching, you know, unlocked what Nicodemus had inside of him to go forth and be that conqueror and be that victorious among his people, man, that, that his name always meant. Well, Jesus said, uh, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see, and, and, and McCoy helped us to see that that's the authority of mm. God. And so he couldn't have been the conqueror without having the authority. That's good. And he wouldn't yeah, have had good. the authority without being born again. And Jesus led him right to it. Mm. So it unlocked who Nicodemus really was just by hearing truth. Wow. And I believe our listeners are going to have some things unlocked in them just from hearing the truth. Right. And I think the one takeaway that I would... Um, that I would want people to take from this conversation, you know, listening to it, is is that probably is is that the hunger inside of you, God has an answer for, yeah, you know, absolutely. and those deep things. It says deep calls out to deep, mm-hmm. and so I believe that sometimes deep finds you and you don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, deep finds you and you you don't feel like you're calling out to deep, but the scripture does say deep calls out to deep, and so. It's, a, it's something calling in the distance, and you don't know what it is. That's what Nicodemus was experiencing, something calling him in the distance, and he yeah. didn't know what it was. He had right. to come to Jesus because it was calling him. You might not read it that way, but but that's it. When, you, yeah. when you understand what that feels like, you know that's what was happening to him. Yeah, he was drawn to that anointing that Jesus was walking in because of the relationship that Jesus had. And again, I don't want to keep repeating over and over, but... Jesus gave him that truth, like, "Hey, you, this anointing that I'm carrying myself with." It was freely given. Is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not just for me to be the one to have all the answers. You can have, you know, you can be locked in and set up 
uh, or not set up, but locked in and be one with God as I'm one with God, and you too can be able to be the answer for somebody else through uh, the Spirit through you. Um, but as we're wrapping up here, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to future episodes. The next episode is going to be about the Holy Spirit. Um, I think the next few episodes are actually going to be about the Holy Spirit. Um, thank you, everybody that tuned in and listened in. We're really excited to um, take this journey with you to hopefully unlock those things that God has been already talking to you about in whatever way, shape, or form. Uh, we're really excited to be doing this podcast, and we really hope you keep being a listener with us as we're having these discussions with one another.